This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is Rob Crane and you are... I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I have seen that movie. Oh, yeah. I was, gonna, I was gonna go with a movie joke. I was like, is he gonna get this? Yeah, I, I, I saw that one. Uh, you are Chris Valente. Chris, how are you? Uh, I am great. Baseball. Baseball is here. If you asked me this two months ago, I'd say no chance, but watching baseball. So that's, that's a positive sign in the right direction. Baseball's uh, baseball's back, right? We got to be excited for this. But I, can I say that it's weird? Of course, it's weird. It's the middle. It's the end of July, and it's opening day, it, and there's no one. Seven it, days from the trading deadline. And there's no one in the ballpark. It's very weird. It's, we, it's weird. It just feels weird. There's but, no denying that it's this is extremely odd. When someone hits a home run, they just trot around the bases. Then there's no it, cheering. It's, like, it's just. It's like the backfield of a spring training. Yes, game, yes, right? yes. It's like an exhibition game or what are the extended spring training games they run when the guys are on rehab. Right, they're not in, like, the main park. They're in the backfields, and this game's going on at 10.30 in the morning. Yep, that's, that's what it looks like on TV. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It is weird. It is very weird. But it's better than not having anything right now to watch. How Have you talked to any of your buddies at DraftKings, like, is DraftKings going crazy with like people just dying to bet yes. on something? I actually talked to them this week. It's they said it's crazy. The, the pent up energy for sports is through the roof, but they've seen with the money that's coming in, it's really waiting for basketball. Basketball is going to be massive. No kidding. Baseball's hard. Or- baseball's baseball's hard to gamble on to begin with, but baseball is really hard to gamble on with. COVID and who knows who's on the lineups, who's pitching. Like it's 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 hard. What's going to be massive for baseball in terms of the long run for sports betting though is the in-game betting because it's it's the only sport really made for it because it's so slow, right? Like there's enough time in between things that happen where you You're can like, place. Oh, so like, what's some of the things you can bet on? Like a ball or strike? Or... They don't probably they probably won't get that granular because that's too quick. But you could bet on who's going to get a hit. Will this be who will if someone score this inning? Crazy stuff. Like, will so-and-so reach base? There's enough time to place enough in-game bets where, like, a hockey, it's ba- you can't. Did you ever did you ever do that in the stands? Of course. I remember doing oh, that all the time. A ton of times. Like, yeah. All right. Dollar, 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 dollar. Dollar, dollar, yeah. That dollar, dollar, dollar that they're yep. going to... Double or nothing, he hits a double, right? It's like Totally. But you can't do that with, like, hockey because there's no... The game just doesn't stop. So basketball is tough, too, in the middle of a, a game... There's some nuanced things you could probably pick, like how many points someone will score in a quarter. But baseball, every inning of every game, you there's something you could bet on. Did I ever tell you the, you know, Charles Steinberg's our president, right? Yeah. And we've interviewed him here, and he's a 
has a different view on life, we'll say. I, I that's that's an understatement, but yes. <laughs> Did I ever tell you his crazy idea to fix hockey um No ratings? No. Do you want to hear it? Sure, absolutely. He said that the white of the ice electronically is so blinding on you watching it on television that your eyes can't handle it and following this little black puck going everywhere that you can't, he can't follow it. They can't follow it. So it should be, they should dye the ice blue and have yellow hockey pucks. That would solve hockey. That would solve. solve. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds lunatic. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, blue ice, uh, yellow pucks. Uh, well, you remember when Fox tried that essentially with the the, with the, little, the glow puck. The glow puck. It was like it would. What did you think? Of, do you remember the glow puck? Yeah, I do remember the glow puck. It would light up when they the shot would go over hundred miles per hour, and there was this. Yeah, the ta- it was like when they passed it. There was a tail on it. It was terrible. It ruined the whole experience. Like, it was terrible. It's like a it's like a video game. HD. Why did it ruin the experience? The, the it was it was absolutely it looked like it was exactly it was a video game. It wasn't a real game. It was ridiculous. Yeah, who cares? It the HD saved hockey. HD completely. HD, I can I can understand that. Because yeah. you can see the puck. Like if you go back and watch old hockey film, you're like, where's the puck? <laughs> on like the two on a tube TV. Yeah, it's like where no I can't chance. see the puck. But no, yeah, like, um, yellow ice and wait, no, blue ice. No, 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 no. Blue ice, blue ice, yellow puck. Because <laughs> people's eyes are hurting from watching the ice. Yes, I've watched that's what he says. many hockey games. He says it's because the, uh, you know. That white electronically, like, and I, uh, in all honesty, I agree with him. Do you ever like watch? Uh, you're watching TV and at dark, and then it's uh, too bright in the dark, and then all of a sudden some commercial comes up that's all white in the background. You're like, ah, my eyes. Yes, but I don't think hockey rink is just <laughs> like a, like the sun because <laughs> there's logos on it. There's other colors on it. There's it's not yeah. All right, well he's the doctor, so I'll, I guess I'll defer to him. Doctor, yeah, Doctor Charles. Is Doctor Charles? Uh, yeah, but that's how is how how. Has he told Charles? Batman this yet? Is he, is he called the league and said, "Hey, I got, I got, I got it." Just maybe. I don't know. Doctor Charles can do <laughs> he, what he wants. He can. To. He's, he's he can do it. He can do whatever he wants. Right. Um, we got homework. You hockey. Said. Oh no, hold on. No, I do have homework, but I'll get to my homework here in a second. I'm off. I'm off topic already because we're on hockey. Did you see the Seattle's name? Kraken. The hockey team's name? The Kraken. I loved it. Great. I loved it. Great. I loved it. Great, I saw, great, like, great. the pump-up video. Uh, I was consuming all things Kraken. And I was like, that's sick. Like, the S is cool. The little red eye is cool. The little tail that comes up through the S is sweet. Like, and the name Kraken for a hockey team? Like, did, Kraken heads? Did you, like, did you even notice this? So, so Adam Banco the at 3M opened with the post-it note we picked uh, posted this week. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he said, did, I don't know if you three M's this week, right? It's going on, yeah. So they had the, that's why they did the post-its. He just pointed out to me. If, I don't know if you saw the logo with the, like the anchor. The top is the Seattle Space Needle. Oh, love it. Just so so it. smart, lo- so it. smart. Very well, very well it. done, as Adam said. Thank you to Adam for that hat hat t- hat tip or stick tap to Adam for that pointing that out for us. Stick tap. You're such a hockey. Guy. I am. I love hockey. I know you do. 
I know you do. The, uh, That's why I'm not. I'm, 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 I don't think I've ever said stick cap. I'm out. I'm Damn. out on the no the white the non white ice. <laughs> so I'm just. Have <laughs> I rattled your cage? A yeah, I, I'm like. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> no. I figured I would rattle your page some. So that's the cool. ice. It's like it's like uh, again another movie reference for people who may actually have seen it. You probably do. You ever see something about Mary? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, there's there's, there's eight minute abs and then there's seven minute abs. No, the, the the movie it's seven minute abs. It can't be eight minute. The six minute abs. Oh yeah, forget it. Never mind. So would this be funnier if I've actually seen yes. it. Yes, you would understand. Like no, the ice <laughs> is white, <laughs> not blue ice. Right. I, 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 I get it. Um, anyway, was I gonna, there was, there's homework. Anyway, the hockey homework. There, there is, there is, there's homework. It has nothing to do with hockey though. Okay. So, um, it has nothing to do with sports. It has nothing to do with anything. The only thing I can uh, remotely tie it back to is that, uh, I forget what the song is, but they're using a Pearl Jam song from Gigaton as part of the MLB, um, MLB network, um, it's like a hype video. Pre-game, the hype video, which I like, right? So anyway, Pearl Jam. It's a Pearl Jam thing. So we have homework. I'm giving us our us homework. I'm a little, uh, maybe like two or three days ahead of you. Oh, so that's not fair. I listen to a Pearl Jam. I listen to a Pearl Jam podcast uh, at times. It's called Single Podcast Theory. Okay? okay. Shout out to Single Podcast Theory. The only thing about Single Podcast Theory that I hate is one of the guys lives in Alabama. Uh, um, they're out. So that's too bad. So, yeah, but anyway, they're actually it's a pretty good podcast about Pearl Jam. Anyway, one of their listeners was saying, all right, you've got 12 tracks. The average Pearl Jam uh, CD or, you know, the album is 12 tracks. Make your all-time... 12 Pearl Jam. 12 Pearl Jam songs, right? So it's not... The ones that you rock to the entire time, because that wouldn't make a very good. No, that's not a. You need you need some you need some ups a, and downs. You need some ups, some downs. You know, you need kind of the weird. So, songs so top twelve, there. top twelve Pearl Jam songs. You know, you, not just top twelve. No, you got to build your album, right? Well, so oh, you yeah. got to like, it's got to start how you want it to start. It's got a, a peak where you need it to peak. It's got a lull where you want it to lull. It's got to come back where you want it to go, and then it's got to close. It's got to it's got to close well, and to me. To me, there is one closer that is number one. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. On, because it's only one. There's one closer. There's one closing song that you got to close it with, and I'm going to close it with. I might have this. I, I might have the same one, but is it a hard song, or you're not going to tell me? No, no, it's a. It's no. We have the same song though. It's an, it's an emotional. It's an emotional song. Uh. It's release. I can't even hold it anymore. It's release. It's release. That could be the first song. No, that's not you start a concert with. That's not the first song. That's a closer of an album. All right. All right. Okay. We're going to build my album. So you know what my track 12 is, but it's release. I actually have been listening to a lot of Pearl Jam live on Apple Music lately. There's just so many, so many concerts on, on Apple Music. So I was listening to this podcast, and they had like Four people doing it. Two two people that I didn't know, and these two guys that do the podcast. The first three were like okay at best, and then this guy from freaking Alabama comes in and puts in the gr- twelve in order 
unbelievable songs except one. He screwed up one. He screwed up one song, which I can't forgive him for, but it is what it is. The uh, I watched Twenty uh, last this past week. Yeah, that's good. It was, I like Twenty. It, I've seen that. Yeah, it was great, uh, and it made me start thinking about like how young we used to be. <laughs> but <laughs> right. in terms, and then closing the Pearl Jam loop because I'm sure everyone wants to hear us talk about Pearl Jam. So I had a call today with uh, Elise, who runs Theo Epstein's foundation. So yeah. she's involved with UMass Boston. So she's extremely close with Eddie Vedder. So I am now working my way to become friends with Eddie Vedder. That's just the whole point of this. I'm going to go help mentor children at UMass Boston and teach a class just so I can meet Eddie Vedder. That's the whole payoff for Chris. But you are teaching the class, though. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a bunch with them. So we're going to. I met with the uh, head of the. Elise and then also Dr. Dr. Cooper, who's the head of the the program, to discuss how I'm going to get involved over the next semester with virtual mentoring, class teaching, uh, internship help, all the whole you know the whole front office feature thing. So I told him about my podcast, our podcast. He was very impressed that's what we were doing. So that helped show him that we were we mean business. So uh, yeah, Professor Valente, at your service, Professor Valente, just to get. I told you I was a professor, better. right? Yeah, no, we. I think we. Yeah, you and I both have done this. We've done Dean a couple College. classes. I did uh, Siena College. College and um, SUNY Albany. Right. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we just killed twelve um, minutes of. We just killed the first twelve minutes. Good for us. <laughs> I wouldn't say that we killed it. I would say that we were extremely entertaining. Extremely entertaining. Uh, All right. So, go ahead. Baseball. Couple things. Baseball is couple things go ahead Giancarlo history tonight Giancarlo Stanton first ever home run as a DH in a National League ballpark game can I say that my level of wanting to consume random baseball trivia facts is at an all-time low you can but I just gave it to you (laughs) I I uh we talked about this a little bit earlier I am such a worse baseball fan at age 38 than I of was course. at 28, definitely 18, definitely not even 18, not right? even close. It's like not if someone's asked me to play fantasy baseball. I was like, I wouldn't be able to get half the league. <laughs> so I'm right? Like, I, I don't know. It's like I'm, I, it doesn't football. I I, I, I love ba- I love baseball. Like I can watch any baseball game. I'm just not as in tune to who everybody is anymore because I don't have the time to be right. Right. I. uh for my precipitous drop of being a baseball fan, the steep hockey stick style incline for my love of golf is the exact polar opposite. I, I think I could have one true love in life in sports, and I think it is. I thought you were going to say in life, golf. and I was like, well, your kids and your wife are screwed because <laughs> you're about to say it's golf. Well, I think that my wife would argue with me sometimes that uh, it might be. Yeah. Anyway. Also on the baseball front, for those of you who might find interesting, who might have noticed virtual signage on the field, on the mound, in other locations you've never seen before. Have you sold any of that selling for Nesson? So yeah, we do. For not for, so I'll break that up. We have virtual signage with Nesson about eight to ten games a year that it's behind home plate for eight games, where we have the ability to go out and sell virtual. But it looks like one of the rotating signs. Exactly. It's like when the national get league, when a national televised game comes in and they do those, that's the same thing that Nesson has the ability to do. This new signage 
we did not go out and sell any of it. We instead used it as added value for partners on the Red Sox side to help make up for the loss of games, fans, etc. Got it. So a signage sponsor who has Green Monster sign or something like that. We um, bonus them this virtual signage. Bonus them. Yep. Yeah. Where other so for other people's so we're we're in a little different situation, right? Because we own our network. So there's a little more symbiotic, even though there's still budgets and negotiations to be had. If you're talking about like Fox Sports West, which the Angels might play on, there's a disagreement with a lot of teams and a lot of RSNs and whose inventory that technically is. And a lot of teams and a lot of RSNs couldn't come to an agreement on revenue sharing, splitting what it was, because the teams are like, whoa, whoa, that's ours. And the RSN's like, no, no, it's on TV, it's mine. So there's always that hemming and hawing. I don't know, like people might not notice, the Bruins in New England, If you, if you, we have a lot of listeners in New England, they only have virtual signage on the away games. Really? They don't have it at the home Behind games? The, you know, like you know, the be, stuff that's on the back of the glass or whatever? That's only on Ness and on the away games because the Bruins say, no, that's ours. We want X amount of split, and Nesson's like, no, it's ours. And they never... So what makes it any different on the road? Because they say because it's not in the garden, right? Because it's not their building. So then who's... Oh, so then it's Nesson's. Because if it's in if it's in Pittsburgh's arena, Pittsburgh doesn't care because the people in Boston are watching it. They don't they don't care about that, right? They can't make claim to that. And the Bruins, that's not their building. If it's in TD Garden, the Bruins are like, whoa, whoa that's our building. It looks like they're sp- it's so it's a whole thing. So wouldn't the easy thing just be like, all right, Bruins, you take the home games, Nesson, I'll take the road games, and then we. Well, if, if you really want to make it, if you really want to go to, so the the ownership of Nesson is an eighty twenty split. 80% owned by the Red Sox, 20% owned by the Bruins. So if you really start breaking it down, the Red Sox technically make more oh, geez, money right. off of the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going into the whole complicated politics of it. If you watch a Bruins game, the, the, the virtual signage is only up on the away games. Huh. You know, I learned something today. There you go. Thanks to Professor, thanks Professor to, Valente. Uh, Professor Valenti, you are off to a hot, hot start. Hot start. Hot start. I'm quitting while I'm ahead. But yeah, no, the virtual for the baseball is interesting because it'll be the big discussion will be, and we've had this discussion, is it here to stay? Or once you open up Pandora's box? Because they're having it, they have it on the mound, they have it behind the batter. They're talking about putting it in like the batter's eye, like some MLB network does it a lot, right? You see Chevy's logo out yeah. on the batter's eye. Who knows? Um it's just there's, we're gonna I'm all for it. We're all gonna need more revenue, so I bet it's here to stay. And then the patch. I'm all for it. Why? Why is it bad? It's not bad. It's well, the it's about it's about the revenue split because there's gonna be that fight about who gets the money. Does the RSN get it right. or does the team get it? I can under I can understand that, but that's a solvable problem. Well, think about it. So, let's play this out from a sponsorship perspective. At say, us the Red Sox have Bank of America as the exclusive partner of the Red Sox, right? Which we do. If TD Bank can throw up a virtual logo that makes it look like they're in the ballpark, if you're said sponsor, are you okay with that? Oh, right. Yeah, right. No, of course not. And the team would freak out. Right, but if the RSN says that's my inventory, like you can run a TD Bank ad all day long in a, in a Red Sox broadcast because there's no exclusivity on the broadcast side. So it's... Yeah. it's a, it's it's There's a lot of politics involves revenue sharing involved who but doesn't the agreement have to i guess all right so can that same thing can td bank 
have a live drop on a Red Sox game. What do you mean? Like a read uh, in the read pitch, a pitching cha- a pitching yeah. change. Oh yeah, this pitching change is brought to you by TD Bank and a- absolutely. Well, there's the that's But the their logo is not so my ar- my argument. If I was the the Nesson one, now I understand why this is getting complicated. Uh, if Nesson's, what's the difference? But if I'm the Red Sox, like f off. We've got a uh, you should abide by our exclusivities. Correct. That's and and we own the network. So you think about that one. We're we're friendlier than most RSNs and teams are. So it's not as simple as just opening. Say, oh, here we go. Like the. The patch will be coming, right? That's part of the next negotiations with the CBA, with the jersey patch. It's a shame that, you know, minor league baseball should be selling, should have been selling jersey patches since the 40s. Yeah, why don't you guys sell jersey patches? I've asked asked that question. They say we follow the guidance of Major League Baseball. I mean, the only real, I mean, and the only real value of the jersey patch is if you have a ton of sales or TV. Because it's too small, right? Like you can't really see it if you're at the ballpark. Yeah, but uh, right. But you can always say that they're on every nightly sports highlight ever, right? Well, I'm saying for minor league baseball. Well, that's what I'm saying. For in, you're in your local market at least. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, no, no, uh, for sure. No, I. There's definitely value. I mean, I don't know about how much money it would command, but I mean, if you talk about yeah, it's not the same dollars as it was before. But can we also talk about like? People were freaking out about the Nike patch yeah, which, on the left chest. Who cares? Who gives a like? Who cares? Right? Who like, cares? Does that does that really is, affect your viewing? <laughs> like, I don't understand that. Is, Ma- is Majestic out of business, or do they? I don't know if they're they out. Get of, bought by Fanatics. Uh, Fanatics bought them, I think. I loved Majestic stuff. Just like the the way it looked. Just me personally, I loved their things. They, I'm a tall, lanky guy. They're like long sleeve stuff was made for tall, lanky people, which was just uh, the basketball like, shorts, I, I, too. The long basketball shorts, no, not so much the shorts, but like the long, the long sleeve shirts, sh- uh, long sleeve shirts. They were they were good quality stuff, big majestic. Guy. Anyway, I'm sure people want to hear my clothing uh preferences from when you were 16. <laughs> no, go to like majestic stuff was awesome like, a year ago. <laughs> well, fanatics, owned, I, I don't know, they might still be in business. I, I, I don't know, but uh, um, playoffs expanded, more baseball. This, this so they couldn't. This is it. This is classic baseball, right? They couldn't agree on anything for how long? For weeks, they're fighting, 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 and then they started talking last night about expanding the playoffs, and got it done before opening day, to, before the first pitch. Yeah, one of the things uh, I talk about Lucino a lot, right? Because Lucino's our chairman, and you know him pretty well. Lucino is known as like the greatest negotiator of all time yep. and that's because he's really smart and he's really driven in a lot of things but one of his things was and his key to negotiation is always know the clock right so and who is more pressed against the clock right like if there's no clock then he'll just like keep punting it forever, right? It doesn't like it doesn't he doesn't have to move, right? And, it's true. Uh, and when there's a clock, right, the season's about to start, they are more pressed to do something because you have to because there's, there's a, a deadline, clock, right? right? Like okay, Time's we gotta get expire. this done before right. then, so you have to get it done. So I that's think why the negotiations as, always go to the tw- you know, the twenty third hour. 
Right. It's exactly it because know the clock. And that was that was one of the things um, Lucino uh, always preached to me. We were trying to negotiate a deal. And uh, he goes, whose clock is it? Huh. And, uh, it's interesting. And I would say, you know, ours or, or, or theirs. And anytime they say theirs, he would not be happy. Uh, so, um, you know, you, uh, but that's, that's, his, that's one of his, his major, uh, major points in negotiation is know the clock. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that in the back of my mind. I hope one day it'll come to the forefront. Of yeah, mind. maybe it's not much does anymore. My, I feel like COVID <laughs> is frying my brain, staring in the same spot in the same room every day. Uh, speaking of negotiations, two massive deals in the past couple weeks for naming rights. Right. By the uh, Oakview US, Group. Was it both of them? Yeah, right. Both of them are the Oakview Group. Uh, we talked about the one. Right? We never talked. No, we never talked about it. We never did. No, it was on the list. We never got to it. You and I just talked about it. So Amazon named the Seattle Krakens Arena. Love. Freaking love that name. Can't get over it. Pledge pledge the environment or something. Something about the environment. But they're not putting Amazon on the building. (laughs) Sounds like a good naming right so far. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is that environmental one place called? It's the Amazon building not named after Amazon. And then uh, they did the UBS deal with the Islanders for 300 million up to 400 million depending on the team plays for 20 years. I think it's I I, I thought I read it was the largest arena deal ever. I don't I that could be it's wrong. It's like 20 years. 20 20 years. 20 years. It's like 15 15 million bucks. With, it doesn't seem like the largest one ever, 15 million. Or for an arena. I don't know I don't know what Chase oh, was arena. for Golden State. That I maybe that was more, but most Anyway, it's not nothing. No, it's a massive deal. So Oakview Group having a hell of a month during the and, pandemic. And UBS is like this technology firm, right? No, financial. Oh, financial. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all like finance. Never mind. It's high finance. It's high finance. It's high. It's high finance. High finance in New York. So yeah, the Islanders now have a new arena and new naming rights partner uh, coming at some point, I guess. Um, and yeah. Amazon did a deal where they named the building after an environmental awareness campaign. Oh, they got the Kraken, right? So they'll probably do a lot of ocean and uh, <laughs> team uh, and animals to save the animals through it, too. I, I think... By the way, isn't there a Kraken vodka or something like that? There is uh, rum. There's a Kraken rum. So I'm sure they'll be the official rum, right? they got to be. Can't let any other rum... Or did they have giant issues with trademarks? No, I don't think so. How not? Because it's... Right? Because the Kraken, they... they Though they might be different in regards to sports and stuff, like they still are selling T-shirts and yeah, those types of things. It's similar. But it's a different logo. Probably a different logo. I don't know what the Kraken Rum's logo is, but yeah, we should get Michael Scott on the case. Why? Why is this not a problem? Because right. because another team hasn't released their name as of today because they're having which trademark issues, which is one of the most ridiculous things of all time. Because one of the things, and if you go to, uh, well, can I just before you, you know before our, you say anything, I think it's safe to assume that you and I will never work for this organization. The amount we've bashed them for the past two, three right? weeks. So, um, so one of the things that's ridiculous, right? They they fought against this Redskins thing forever, right? They forever they try they pushed forever, and how many millions and tens of millions of dollars that they put into fighting this thing. 
So back in 2014, I got this information straight from our boy, uh, Dan Lust, at Sports Law Lust. They, uh, in 2014, the United States uh, Patent and Trademark Office revoked the Redskins' trademark. So they haven't been able to trademark the Redskins since 2014, but they have keep fighting the thing since then. Their out was way back when, when the uh, office took uh, it from them. USPTO uh, took their trademark from them, and then they could have moved on there in a more ceremonious way than the way the hell that they're doing now. <laughs> Washington right? football it's team. <laughs> the Washington football team. Have, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I yeah, actually I do have I'm only playing this out and I have no idea. It's not no, like cool like a soccer team. Like a cool like the uh did you see the Charlotte soccer team they came out with their stuff too? Yeah, did Ravel like crushed them or something, right? He said like it, Charlotte out. He said it looked like a logo that was but, built in like Microsoft Paint or something. Yeah, e- but anyway. Easy Ravel. Yeah, relax. Uh and uh anyway, I, I just at least you could be cool, like NYFC, right? Fine, something, but that's something. But th- you know, uh, the Washington. I'm only, team? I'm only picturing, and I have no idea. I have no inside information. But just understanding what I do know about the organization and the stories we've heard forever, I'm imagining the debate about what they were going to change the name to internally must have been nauseating and like fingernails on a chalkboard. And they probably couldn't get anyone, specifically the owner, to agree. Or had he came up with probably some ridiculous name and they're like we we can't we can't do this like we just have to delay this we have to get him off of this name because we can't rele- right. release that we're switching to this so that's my only get like why else would they not be ready to go i don't understand i don't understand like they have enough money in the world to go buy whatever trademark they need to from anybody they if they wanted a name they could go whatever they could get whatever they wanted you're talking about the fran- you're talking about the franchise of an nfl team who is going to rely on this name? And if they really want it that badly, and someone else owns it, you could go get it, right? There's no price that's too much to pay. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. No, there was when we were trying to get Worcester uh, Red Sox. When you know, there was guys who were squat, they were squatting. The, yeah, they squatted on the domain names, but like. Five years before we ever even, like, thought about coming, right? So it wasn't even a remote thought. Someone had WooSox.com, and another guy had WoosterRedSox.com. So I dealt with that, too, in Albany. I dealt with someone, they heard that all the Devils were moving to Albany, and the guy bought AlbanyDevils.com. I had to negotiate with him, and eventually he had to just, he was trying to get, like, free season ticket and all this stuff. And I finally said, well, this is what you can have, or we can send you a legal letter. And he's like, okay, you can have the name. He just turned and like he turned over the Twitter. He had it all. So, what did you guys do? uh, We went with GoWooSocks.com. They, uh, that guy, very nice guy, um, but his price was right. You're not out of this. You're not an NFL team. No, but it was out of this world. It was out of this world. They thought we were gonna be. It was like nope. And there's all kinds of other uh, trademark stuff like the. So it doesn't matter. Um, we can get our, we should get Dan Lust on. We could uh, talk break it about down. He could, he could break it down for us. He's a great human. He's a great guy. He's a good podcast. Uh, yeah, he's got he's got a he's got thousand followers there. on Twitter already. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we got to get our guy going. I mean, you know, it's also our own damn fault too. It is. 
We don't do like any Twitter lives or all those TikToks things. I'm not. I'm never doing a TikTok in my life. <laughs> you say that. So I was whoa, whoa, whoa! You say that until you're now when your seven-year-old daughter's like, "Daddy, I want to do a TikTok." Right. Maybe you're right. Yep. But so I'm at. I told everyone that my sister got married this past weekend. Yep. And I've also told everybody that I have twin 19-year-old sisters. I've met one. I saw them in the. Huh? I've met one. You met one. I saw them in the corner doing the little like TikTok dances, and I was like, wh- I threw my arms up in the air. What are we doing? <laughs> like, I can't handle this. I don't have the capacity to handle the little TikTok elbow throwing dances. I don't got it. I, I don't have it. I don't have it. I can't handle it. I don't. I I, I don't blame you. I, I'm I'm out on I'm out on TikTok because one I think clearly I think they've shown we're just giving all our information to China. It seems like. Um, oh yeah, good. And just I don't have my kids. Like I said, our kids will probably make us do something at some point. Whenever, but if TikTok will probably be yeah, gone. What's the next stupid version of things? Like I already know that I'm gonna. You're right. I don't ever want to do it. There will never be a front office features TikTok yeah. unless someone pays us a whole boatload of money to do it, and then I'll do whatever. But like I'm never doing one ever on my own. But if like my daughter said, "Dad, do one with me," I would say. Yes. I think you doing them on your own as a 38-year-old. <laughs> That's the creepiest thing <laughs> in the whole really time. really creepy. <laughs> Just dancing. <laughs> like. But can we talk a little bit about social while we're here? But that's the Look, we aren't the best in the business for no reason. This is, my friend, what we call a segue slash transition slash tease, how we Whatever. get to this next point. I, all right. Let me first and foremost say I am not a social media mogul. Right. I, I don't mogul. Uh, I don't I don't say to understand it, but I do have to say uh, my LinkedIn, you know, humble brag. My LinkedIn's pretty good. The picture but, of the ballpark you pointing. Oh, there, oh, there's a ball. There's a ballpark being built over there. I have, that's the uh, that's your tip. We have a great guy on our staff, Joe Jacobs. And uh, he's very he's a, a very good artist with camera and everything. Um, but from a person trying to get into the business, um, You've got to take a different approach to your social media. You've almost got to make it like a prof- you're a professional now, right? Or you're aiming to be a professional. You can't, can't put, you know, pictures of you at parties and pictures of you doing crazy. I don't care if the account is private. Right? I agree. That doesn't matter. We'll find a way Even around it. If the it. account is private, they'll go around it. I mean, People will go and look and be like, hey, what do you see about this person? Like, oh, his account's private. Follow him, right? And they'll do it for a day and see all their or, or the stuff. Or, oh, yeah, there's a guy who's connected. Let me find out who that person is. And then follow him or her. And then their account's a mess. And, you know, pic- pictures of crazy stuff. Like, I was uh, trying to interview. Uh, we were really looking at interviewing, uh, not interviewing, hiring uh, a college-age intern. And someone got onto his Instagram and he's taking bong rips, right? On the, and pictures of it, multiple pictures of it uh, on his Instagram. Though it was private, they found a way around yep. it. And they saw, look, hey, Rob, check this out. And it was like, that dude's doing bong rips. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You just like, 
there, I understand that there's a time in your life. I'm so glad. I am so glad that I had a wind-up camera yes. with a little ball and not social media. I'm, I, I can't thank the lucky stars enough because I would be in a lot of trouble. Yep. So I get it, right? But you also have to get it equally. Just do a scrub. Yeah, just do a scrub. Just scrub it, right? Like, it's, it's common. Just go through and scrub your social media. Like, take down stuff that you wouldn't want. But I think that what you just say, just do it, I think is harder because people curate their life through this. No, I know, I know, I know, I get it. Like, no, I get, like you said, I get it, but we all get it too. And you're like that, you're presenting yourself. Those bong pictures cost the guy his job. No, look, it cost up one NFL player, Larry Tumsel, right? How many draft picks did he go down to millions of dollars? Like, you, this. This is a real thing, and it's unfortunate because there's no, like, again, there's no class in college that says, this is how you handle your social media accounts for when you're applying for jobs, but everything you put on the internet is there forever. Just remember that. And yeah. there was, you have to make sure was, when if you're applying for jobs that your Facebook, your, your Twitter, your everything is cleaned up. You have to clean it up. I was, uh, so our interview is going to be, uh, you know this, uh, but our interview next week is going to be Rob Bradford. Rob Bradford runs weei.com, which is the biggest, you know, sports radio station uh, in in Boston, New England, um, and the home of the Red Sox uh, uh, broadcast. And we were talking about this, and he says you got to think like four times before you hit send. It's true. Like, don't do it because people say my professional my professional social media is great. I have a good LinkedIn. Right. What about your Twitter and your Instagram and your? So uh, I think Facebook? Twitter. So so Instagram and Facebook are typically pictures, right? Like there's usually you're in trouble with pictures and videos on Facebook. Twitter. This is where you and I were talking before this podcast started. That's where people get emotional and just like kind of shout out what they want to say into the abyss. You yeah. have to take some of the fandom out of yourself. When it comes, if you're saying positive stuff, it's all you say is positive stuff. Great, but if we know it's Twitter. There's no way you're doing that. If one of your favorite players does something bad, you you can't be like calling them names or calling them out. Like you're trying to work in this right. industry, you have to be professional. Like I can't post, even though I might be ridiculously upset if someone blew a game. All of a sudden, go on Twitter and start railing against that person. And even if you're but even, not working in the industry, you can't do that. You just It's just part of the cardinal sin. Like You can't be that person. I'm going to take it another step further. I don't know. In like 2017 or 18, when we were trying to negotiate with the state of Rhode Island to build a ballpark in uh, Pawtucket, I had a staff member of mine, uh, of the teams, and say, I saw on their Twitter that was like, hey, at, like, Rhode Island Department of Transportation, like, what's up with these potholes or traffic or something like this? And, you know, not not like, you know, any swear words or any of that kind of stuff. But it's like, I brought them into my office. I was like, hey, you, you can't say that no. because they're trying to negotiate with the state to build a ball yeah and right? then you're so, and then you're on twitter no, it criticizing them right and that just doesn't help no it, so so it's like that thing right so that tweet 
you know, not like the craziest thing, not going to change the world, right? That's the kind of thing, even at that kind of minuscule level, you got to like keep in your pocket. Like there's, there's, just there's no reward. Swear at them yeah. in your car. Yeah. There's no benefit to that happening. Right. That doesn't help. And no, it only hurts. And it only hurts and your when, career. When you talk to them, they're like, oh crap. I didn't like, that didn't even like cross my yeah, mind. Yeah, no. I, right. I get it. Like it's, I'm not even mad. I'm just like teaching. Yeah. Here's some advice. Don't do, don't be, don't be the person to bring it all down. Right. Because you're tweeting don't, at the government. I was just saying that's probably not going to bring the deal down. No, it, that's just but not that specific case. It's, but thinking about like you can't be criticizing people you're currently in negotiations with on Twitter. How can it help? How can it help? It's not going to help. And they're not going to fix the potholes, by the way. So just save your breath. Right. In all honesty, that's probably why if you look at my Twitter and you look at my LinkedIn, there's not anything controversial in there. Smart. I think, at least. I actually, when I, uh, and it's not controversial because it's fact. When I make fun of Alabama and saying how terrible it is, <laughs> like, I'll say that. Um, but I don't know. That's not like. It's just how I. Maybe it's just a raw. Maybe it's a single, a narrow-minded point of view. But I don't think, at least in, for your social stuff, that if you put anything risky out there, from a personal standpoint. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, how is that going to help? It's you? not. Is that old man? Is that old man get off my lawn talking? No, I, I, it's a fine line, right? Like, about when you say controversial, because if you talk about politics right now, that's definitely going to be one way or another, right? You can, you could rub someone the wrong way with your stance, but if I wouldn't say to hide who you are, if that's what you truly believe. But when it comes to looking irresponsible, when it from a professional standpoint, those are two different things, right? They are. They're just yeah. I guess you, if you're doing so if you're doing you're a keg stand and you're applying for the job, maybe don't put that up there. Right. Right. I don't know, man. Like, but you're saying still be you, but just be careful. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, just keep it like, who cares? Don't say anything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's changing a whole entire. I mean, that's, I don't think we're going to be able to tell that whole generation all of a sudden get rid of their social media. It's just, I I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm just like, <clears throat> I don't think what else they're going to post. That, that is, <laughs> they can't post it. Right, right. They're going to post something. Um, but I think like as you get older, you realize. Nobody cares what you have to say, so you're really talking to nobody. <laughs> like you're... But I can understand, though, like, we were talking to Bradford. I was talking to Bradford, right? Like, he need, that's his voice, right? That's how he... Yeah, it's his job. Right, it's his job. That's his, that's, that's his job, but, like... But you have, like, 25 oh, followers? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, no one... <laughs> who are you talking to anyway? Yeah, if you're trying to grow your follower because you think that'll help you, like, I don't know. This one's sticky for me because I understand what you're saying. But it's also like the old adage of like, don't my old rule, don't be that guy. Yep. No, I right. This kind of to me, so saying something stupid on social media, on you know tweeting something out or posting on your Instagram is like that falls under that old my one of my cardinal rules. No, I. You gonna be that guy on social media? I I I agree with you that 
taking a stance and a hard stance and a repetitive stance or commenting constantly on people's stuff could lead down a very dark path for you if the wrong person sees it. Uh, no matter what level of person you're at, right? You could be a higher level executive in doing all that stuff and it backfires. So social media, to Bradford's point, think about it four different times before you hit send if it's really worth any send on this. Yeah. It's like that late night text when you're in college. Do you really want to text that ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend? Do you really want to do this or are you really going to regret this in the morning? If that was the case, I 100% sent the text 100% of the time. <laughs> shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> shoot or shoot. shoot, or shoot. Uh, that, I, I have a different outlook on that, but uh, <laughs> professionally. Don't tell your daughter. Uh, no, 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 no. We'll uh, we'll scrub these podcasts. Well, God knows what social media and text messaging is then, right? Gonna... Well, I feel bad for Zach, right? Uh, Zach's my biggest fan. That's true. That's true. He so sorry, Zach. Don't always listen. <laughs> he can do it though. He's allowed to do it. He can shoot. Shoot Emma. No shooting. <laughs> <laughs> no shooting. I understand. Oh uh, um, boy. Well. Oh. Uh, Casey. Yo, yeah, the Casey. Katowski. So. Yes. Right. So Casey from uh, lives in Colorado, doing the Future Legends thing. The one thing I liked about that. Uh, was the makes you think about something other than just kind of your normal sports business, like we we we, we talked about, um, you know, just not your normal team, which is good to which was good to see and talk about building an empire in the middle of Colorado. Yeah, so I think that goes along the lines where you and I definitely have keep preaching is you don't just be narrow minded to that one. I see a team, I see a league. There's other ways to do what to start your career. And I, I, I think yeah. the biggest message, regardless of what it is, is that everyone should have heard if they listen to that podcast is he's hiring and he's looking for help and he's willing to talk to people who reach yeah. out to him. And it's to hear those words in the during a pandemic. If you're not reaching out, what are you doing? Shame on yeah. You. Like, and if you can start, like it's not where you start, it's where you end up. Right. So, yeah. If you could land a role during a pandemic to go do something really cool and help build something from the ground up, which I'm always a huge proponent of for anybody at, at a young age to build something, to really see everything, to get a better understanding of how it all works. If that's your story after a couple of years and, and, and then still working in sports, there's no, there's nothing prohibiting you from ever to go back to work for a team or league after working for something like that. Like that's could be a I very way of, to, easy way to open the door for something like that. I think one of the, things that would be great for us to get as a guest is a non sports team person right like, like a brand yeah, brand, 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 brand marketer like a brand yeah like someone on the brand side who does that so uh we'll put that as a not that we we talk to those people nearly every day so more homework I'm sure someone will come on and talk uh homework the pearl jam thing will be great i am so laser focused one of the guys did like a like if you're listening to a record like a side a and a side yeah um, so like that throws a whole different wrench into it because like you have kind of like a mini closer. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's side, now we're, now we're, now we're going deep. Side. Yeah. Now we're going deep. Two sides is hard. That to build it. I mean, that's why people get millions. What's your favorite Pearl Jam song? The one, the one, the, the, the one person, uh, what's my favorite Pearl Jam song? I don't know. That's a nearly impossible question. Really? It matters what kind of mood I'm in. Um, uh, I'll tell you, I, I think that it's harder, it's easier for me to tell you the songs I don't like 
than the songs that I do like. Well, I know what one you really don't. Like I really, do, I know song. your least favorite song. Which is which is lullaby. That lullaby. Oh, that one's uh, the. Uh, um, Buckle up. That was it. Buckle up. Buckle that song up. Sucks. <laughs> and then one of the guys put that on one of their CDs. I was like, that's the worst song of all. Th- <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, Last kiss is too emotional for me. Yeah. Right? Like you just can't. Yeah, that- you can't do it. It's awful. I cannot stand. I go to the bathroom at these concerts on Do the Evolution. Really? I, 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 that's just, the evolution is not one of my favorites. I, that's, that's, a, that's a bathroom song for me because a lot of people like it. It's, so that's no pop, that's a pop, that's a popular song. It's a very popular song. That's a good bathroom. If you don't like it, it's a great bathroom song because then, like you said, there's no one at the I bathroom. also am not, I have grown out of Jeremy. Jeremy's the, the like most, Jeremy's probably the most nostalgic, I'd say. From a, right. it's it's one of the first music videos I clearly remember, as a kid. I could, I, I yeah I can uh, uh I I, I l- love the song, it was like the first one. Yeah, right? but um, that's like the nostalgia of it, right? There's like see, because he doesn't play it live very often, so when you hear it live, it's like it's cool, because like I feel like a ten year old yeah. again. I agree with that. I agree with that. But anyway, I'm excited to come with my. So you don't have a favorite song though. Tracks. Favorite song? No, I, I think that I have different moods for will be my favorite song. Like, um, you know, if I am get want to get fired up, like um, Porch, Hail, Hail, mm-hmm. like those ones will get like, I'll run through a wall listening to those <laughs> ones. But like, uh, you know, kind of sitting back thinking stuff like Present Tense is one of my favorite songs of all That's time. That's your favorite live song, right? Yeah. Oh my God! I, uh, I, I love. I've never heard present tense. Oh, you haven't. No. Uh, and uh, you know, release is probably a really emotional song for me. Um, so like, yeah, right. So like, I, I don't know. That's kind of. So it's like, but which one's your favorite? I don't know. It's like a kid. I don't think I can choose. <laughs> No, there's always a favorite. You? you just won't admit it. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite one? No, not yet. They're not old enough to have that. But I'm sure as I get older, I'll be like, yeah. No, not favorite kid, favorite project. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a favorite kid. Not yet. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Zach's listening to this, too. And Emma's listening, too. But, yeah, you know. Um, hi, kids. Uh, <laughs> so... Check your check your five twenty nines. See which one's my favorite. Uh, yeah, right. So uh, I think for my favorite, if I had to pick one song that I had to hear live or just listen to, this is where this is where this is tough for me because live is very different than CD, right? Yep, right. I but I think altogether, I'd put it corduroy. Corduroy is an awesome. Song. That's that's my favorite it's a, it's, Pearl Jam song. That's, that's like if I, if he starts playing that live, I'm like, let's go. Like I lose, lose, yeah, you lose your mind when he plays. Uh, Love Corduroy. Uh, Corduroy is one of my favorite songs. My, a great line in that song that my wife uh, that I tell my wife I think they uh, he wrote for me. It's like it goes, push me and I will resist. This behavior <laughs> is not unique. There you go. And uh, it's uh, there's a. There's a big part of my personality that is in that uh, that is in that line. So I, I definitely have like favorite 
Like Corduroy's not, I wouldn't call one of their. Maybe we should start a Pearl Jam podcast. This is really what this podcast. This is yeah. We're, is. I, I want fuck. It's whatever we want to talk yeah, about. It, it's good, our podcast. Baseball's back. I'm happy. I've been listening to a lot of Pearl Jam. I watched 20. It's a Pearl Jam week, so deal with it. Uh, I think it's so. I, I I separate Pearl Jam into two buckets. There's the there's the the very well known songs, right? Like the the ones that made the radio and everybody knows and sing along to at a concert. And then there's the ones that you listen to and more obscure. So like quarter I'd put more obscure, even though like, I don't think a casual non Pearl jam fan would know quarter too much, too well. Like, I don't know. Uh, it, it was never a big was corduroy ever a radio hit. I don't think so. Yeah. Cause that off the radio hit, that was like better man. That was coming off of, uh, so that's my, yeah, that's my uh, vitology favorite of their like i'll put that ahead of alive like i'd rather hear better man live because i feel like it's just with the whole stadium singing it's like it's really cool when everyone just sings that song together right at the beginning when they just play the yeah he just he, and the, the whole talk. stadium is just singing better man i, I think yeah. that like that moment of the concert is always really cool um so i like springsteen concerts so much because like everybody knows every words to springsteen they just, they just sing yeah i agree so yeah it, all right we've talked We've talked for an hour almost about Pearl Jam and a little baseball. Social um, media. Whatever. We had a uh, we had a good time, but we did say two weeks ago. Let's we need to we need to re we need to hit something before we go. Two weeks ago, we said that big news is coming. Are people gonna be listening to it still at this point. Should we, should we announce it? Who cares? No, but we're not announcing anything. That's true. Because I think that we need to. We've signed the documents. We need them to yeah. as well, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so we do have big news coming up next week, and next I do week. think that next next week, and um, I hope next week, and um, I think we've got something impactful coming up that's separate than that. Yes, we'll we will have a separate special announcement podcast that's going to talk about that special announcement. Yeah, we just got that that one. I'm not sure will be next week. I think that'll probably be, take a little bit longer. Probably. Um, anyway, it's uh, both from that. We are very talking in uh, non-details. I don't know. Just kind of goes back. We're at episode like 85 or something like that. It's crazy. This, with a whole bunch of people and we're about to sign a contract and like, what? I, I was anticipating seven people listening to this thing. <laughs> and, you know, for me and you just to talk right it's like this is just a way to talk yep it's gotten oh bigger than speaking that. of i we need to do a shout out to hold on oh we got um moldova 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 i don't even know where moldova is moldova moldova, moldova great question hold on so moldova is like close to like saudi arabia ish We've okay. they've started listening re- recently from Chisinau, Moldova. Hi, Chisinau, Chisinau, Moldova. Moldova. Big shout out to you guys, whoever out there is listening in Moldova. But they've been very they've been listening to the recent episodes, so they're probably hearing this. So welcome aboard, Moldova. Love Moldova. Had no idea where it was. I'm learning. Let me tell you, I like Moldova a thousand times more than I like the state of Alabama. Ah, uh, that is not hard, but yes. And oh, we we checked off. Hawaii. Right? Hawaii. That my favorite place on earth is Hawaii. It's I haven't been to any place that I've uh, I've liked better. 
it's one A, one B, one C for me. I have like three that could be one. Depends on my mood or what I'm looking for. What's the other two? Uh, Bora Bora and Italy. Sounds like good places to go. Yeah, there's there's three good choices. I it it depends, but all very different, but amazing places on earth. So the only place we have left to check off for all fifty states is Alaska. Why wasn't someone in Alaska? We could probably make that happen. But Hawaii, we're actually that's that's great. Hawaii, Hawaii on the board. So welcome, aloha. Aloha. All right. Okay. Um, we're done rambling. I love these ones where we were like, are we going to be able to fill a podcast? And we just talked for 55 minutes. All right. Uh, I've got, like, stuff to do, so I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll talk. Happy opening day. Happy opening day. Later. Sir.